Hey, David. Yeah. There's no gain without pain in podcasting. Oh, yeah? Did you, did you know that? It's like the... Well, you just told me. Well, yeah, it's the golden rule according to podcast.com. <laughs> Actually, it's probably a porno dump site. Nobody go there. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. We watched Pain and Gain because it was gifted to me as a stocking stuffer. What are stocking stuffers? Stocking stuffers are a DVD or movie or iTunes card for a movie or something or like a gift card for movies that a movie lover gets from somebody that is a friend or family member who doesn't know them that well or doesn't really care to think about the gift too much and you just get handed a movie. Luckily, I actually do like Pain and Gain. And although Michael Bay is not my favorite filmmaker, I do like um, Armageddon, right? With Bruce Willis yeah. and Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler and... Oh, jeez, who's the other guy? Um, um, oh, Billy Bob Thornton. There's a lot, I mean, there's yeah. a ton of people in that movie. Um, Michael Clark Duncan's in there. Owen Wilson. And it goes on Steve and on. Buscemi. Yeah. Go, yeah, and it goes on and on. And uh, so, I, you know... And then, obviously, original Transformers movie adaptation. Although, I, I, I do disagree with a lot of the Michael Bay choices for the Transformers movie franchise. But And then I think most people probably like him for the Bad Boys entries. But Pain and Gain is, like, kind of an almost unlike Michael Bay, Michael Bay movie. Like, if you wanted to get something that was, like, the least Michael Bay style, it might be this movie. This movie is actually more like a Tony Scott movie. Like, it has the editing, like, the cutting and rhythm and flow and tone of the Domino Harvey story that came out in Domino, which was, like, one of Tony Scott's, like, last films before he died. Right. Like... Okay, I, I wasn't sure where you're going with that, but I yeah. can see that. Um, yeah, like, the the tone of this movie is, 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 like, drastically different from his other movies. The only thing that's in here that's, like, his signature camera move is to go between objects and cut, right. cut on transitions, so he'll, like, try to push a what looks like a pinhole camera through, like, a wall, or, like, a bullet hole in a wall. And he did that in, right. like, the dramatic scene in a house when, like, they were at this... Um, there's basically three guys in here. Uh, I think it's, um... Don... Mark and, well, well, oh, you're going by the actors? Oh, oh you're yeah, going by yeah, the Yeah, it's, it's Mark right. Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson, and Anthony Mackie. And if you like Anthony Mackie, and you're like, what did he do before he got cast as Falcon in these giant, you know, Marvel adventure comic book movies... He's actually pretty cool in this movie. Well, not not cool, but, like, interesting. He plays a pretty yeah. interesting character. He's, like, the sidekick to Mark Wahlberg's uh, character in here. So, basically, what's pain and gain? Well, they're literally talking about gains. They're talking about these um, weightlifters who, like, you know, their whole lifestyle is based around fitness, but they're trying to pursue the American dream, and it gets out of control, and it's loosely based on, like, I think an article. But um, I don't know if the crimes are correct, if they really committed these crimes, and it's really three guys, or if it's one guy in real life. You know how they, like, the things they do now is, like, they tell you, they don't really tell you true stories anymore. They tell you what 
what they think might be true. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's no fact-checking anymore. It's just like, oh, we, we've heard that this, like, hodgepodge of shit happened. <laughs> you know? That's what right. it feels like. But, um, so, yeah, this guy, he's like a, he's like a personal fitness coach at a gym. And he feels like he's kind of like, you know, hit the ceiling or whatever in his life. And he can't burst through to the next level. And then meets a guy who's like a real schlubby, um, like, uh, immigrant business owner who he like looks down upon because he thinks like here's this guy who comes out from nowhere and like you know just has a bunch of businesses or whatever so he's obviously envious of the guy right um and then i think the guy was like a series of delis or something i don't know and he's kind of a prick i mean i'll you know don't get me wrong like um he probably doesn't deserve to be kidnapped but he's not a very nice guy regardless and then you know um I think his name is Don Lugo. I think that was Mark Wahlberg's character's name. Um, I'm trying to remember the other guy's names. Oh, man, it's so hard to remember their names. I think Anthony Mackie's character was Adrian, and the other guy was, like, maybe Paul or something? But something like that. But anyway, so basically, these three guys, and they all have their own little issues, which is really funny because um, that's kind of like their downfall. Like, their little character quirks are, like, what ultimately brings them down. But they kidnap this guy, torture him, and get him to, like, sign over his house, his boat, his bank accounts, um, yeah, basically whatever he has in the city of, like, Miami or something, but what's really weird is, like, how did they think they were gonna get away with, like, living in the dude's house? You, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, and just, like, taking over his regular businesses that he has, like, no, there's no red flags, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it I don't know. I mean, but, but the storyteller who's, like, the private detective who used to be a police officer played by Ed Harris. I think it's Ed Harris telling the whole story. Like, it's, like, um, basically saying, yeah, these are, like, three of the dumbest criminals alive. You know? Yes. So, it's kind of one That's of those things. That's actually what I kind of enjoyed about this movie is, like, uh, the main, our protagonists are really just dumb idiots. Like, yeah. other than, you know, comedy, like, Dumber Dumber, uh, you really don't, uh, your main characters usually have to be somewhat smart. Yeah. Uh, not these guys. And it's kind of funny. They go to, like, a seminar training. They go to, like... This kind of ties into, like, the 99 Homes thing. Like, like selling the American dream, right? Like, if you hustle and get money, you can get more money. And, like... He goes to, like, a... Like, a guru speaking engagement or something. Like to, And they call him, like, what? Tony Chu or something? And it's played by uh, Kim Jong. And he's, like, a big money guy. Like, he's, like, a Wolf of Wall Street type. And so he kind of inspires the main character in this movie to, like... Go get it, like, against all odds. And, like, he takes it quite literally, right? Like, he literally takes the pursuit of his happiness as, like, very literal. Like, don't let anything stop you. And basically, literally, commit crimes, attempt murder. Um, I mean, what do they do? They do B&E. They do murder. You know, they do accidental homicide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, it just goes on and on. <laughs> like, grand larceny, like, fraud, whatever they call, like, the banking crimes that he commits. When he, like, has his buddy do the public notary on all the guy's, like, deeds and, and pink slips to his cars and everything. So, The Rock plays, like, a super fascinating character in this movie. Like, I feel like there was more uh, levels to have his character to, to explore, but I think, like, The Rock probably chimed in and, like, edited his character, you know? For, like, his image. But his character's still pretty weird. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. 
Because well, there's enough of a thespian at this point uh, in his career going forward yeah, that he could but this, make this, those kinds of decisions. When, like, when did this come out? Because, like, I feel like this is one of, like, where he was still trying to, like, get his footing. 2013, no, I mean, this... so he wasn't... Was he the Rock Rock in 2013? Oh, he was way the Rock by then. All right, okay. Well, it's interesting to see him play, like, a second fiddle role. Because he... Actually, he's, like, the third wheel. Right? Because he's, like, the... Yeah. The lowest man in the totem pole, so to speak, of this trio. And... Well, I understood he, like, took a budget cut for this, so he must have just, oh, like, really? really liked the project. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, his, like, his character seems like a tweaker, like, pseudo-Christian, and he he almost seemed like he was actually, like, a closeted prison homosexual. Like, like it's, I, like there's got to be some version of the script where, like, he hooks up with the priest whose who's church he's living in. You know what I mean? Like, because his character's so out there like just weird does weird things through the whole whole course of the movie the stupidest thing his character does is he gets his toe shot off and then he randomly sticks his toe in a little dog's mouth and i'm (laughs) like dude like so let's just leave evidence everywhere and then the other stupid thing is like do you remember when they go to exchange the chainsaws at Mm. the home depot and they got like hair and blood on the electric chainsaw (laughs) And they're like, oh, no big deal. <laughs> like, we're just here to exchange it. It's broken. There's something wrong with it. You know? And the clerk, the clerk, like, doesn't even want to assume that it's hair and blood. She just, like, automatically goes to, oh, you got some some dog hair or fur caught in the, the thing here. And then right. go exchange it on aisle four anyway. Um, if you like fast cars, the movie's filled with fast cars that have fancy names and, and categories that I don't even know. I recognize the Lamborghini that was purple. Everything else in the movie, I have no idea. Um, and if you're into bodybuilding, here you go, you know. Um, so yeah, so if you're into gains and money and fast cars, this movie has all three of those. And if you are a Michael Bay fan and you just want to see all the Michael Bay movies, you at some point have to watch this film. Uh, yeah, I'd say this is like probably, for me, his second best movie after The Rock. Um, oh, yeah, I wasn't even really thinking about The Rock. Which also had Ed Harris in it. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that's what it was. Like, he just, like, did it, threw him a favor. Like, hey, Ed, come do this narration and play this, uh, you know, epilogue character that we have right. here. Kind of moving the story along. Um, that's interesting. And you can see, like, how this lines up Mark Wahlberg's future in one of the Transformers, or two of the Transformers movies. You know? Because having yeah. worked with Michael on this one, or Mr. Bay, whatever you want to call him. Uh yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to compare Michael B. films because he did get to the like a level of filmmaking that most filmmakers probably don't reach, and then it's like, and then you have to be compared to that level. Because Armageddon's a hit, man, and it's a blockbuster, and it's right up there. So that's your standard, right? Yeah. And he did that what, in like '99 or something? It was one yeah. of his first movies, 98, right? '99. Yeah. What did he do before that? He did like the, the maybe one of the Bad Boys. Uh, well, it was. Bad Boys was in '95, and then The Rock was in '96. Oh, okay. The the I mean, yeah, The Rock I'm, with Nick Cage and um, shoot, Sean Sir, Connery. Yes, yeah, Sir Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery. And William Forsyth and Michael Bean. And I'm sure there's some other people. And Tony freaking, Todd. And yeah. I I just watched it recently, so I was like surprised at how many big names were in it. Yeah, um, dang. Bokeem Woodbine, but Tony Todd was the one that surprised me. Oh, okay. Like fucking Candyman is in this. There's a lot of people in that that movie, and they're all good. They're all good at what they do. 
Um, all, is he responsible for the island, though? Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, he directed it, he, uh, but it was somebody's script. All right, well, that's the stinker. That's that's the the uh, the red mark in his ledger there. Really? You know? I see, and I thought that was one of his uh, his rare good ones, or, you know, like it was different. Somewhat wow. different. Wow, wow. I... But I also don't care for the Transformers movies, but that's... Any, David, any of them? Nope. Damn it. I'm not a Transformers not guy. Not even the Shy the Boof trilogy? Like the three that he's in? I, I like Shy the Boof. I just don't care for those movies. Damn it. The best they were is probably Revenge of the Fallen was probably the most tight Transformers story. It included a lot of the mythology. I think, like, part three should have been part two, and part two should have been part three. Like, they kind of had the stories reversed. Like, the stakes are higher in part two than in part three. And it, it, it's a logical course of events. Like, the moon and discovering the Transformers are related in the first and second movies, so the third plot doesn't really make sense. Because how did they not know? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, like they didn't know about the situation on the moon in part three, but they they had to have. Like, it's kind of like false logic, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's just too much addition twos in part three. And then, of course, it spins off into this random place where they go to all these different lengths with the next few ones that are just, like, really kind of ridiculous. So, like, I think I've only know, seen but, but one got, and the dinosaur one. There's, like, seven of them, so I'm surprised, like, you can't even find one to enjoy. Um, I'll have to check out Bumblebee at some point. I heard that's yeah. a good one. Oh. There was something on Disney Plus that I thought you were watching that you said you never watched or wouldn't want to watch. Or maybe it was your wife watching it. I don't know. Or if you have other friends that are sharing your account or not sharing your account. Disney, you didn't hear anything. I didn't tell you anything. You heard nothing. Um, God, what was the damn movie on there? Oh, did you watch Revenge of the Sith? Um, No, I think a friend of ours was. Oh, there you go. Your account's dirty. Dirty. <laughs> it's gonna get like a sexually transmitted computer virus or something. Um, no, but that's sexually that was transmitted my Star of the Wars movies for a long time. What? The Revenge of the Sith. Did we go? Were you? Yeah. Yeah, we went together, right? Saw that movie. Yeah. Well, we kind of. I remember specifically we went and saw that. This is kind of fucked up. We saw it on an IMAX screen, but it uh -huh. was not an IMAX screening. Yeah, so, it was really so weird. So we yeah. saw the movie on an IMAX screen, but it wasn't an IMAX showing, so it felt like uh, a very small screen compared to what the rest of it was. Uh, I saw some more leaks for uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, really? I just saw them, like ten minutes ago. Huh. Well. Folks, there's a new lightsaber, and I know its color. By the time this gets posted, I think the movie will be out, and they'll probably know it anyway. <laughs> That's what's funny is. We'll talk about it now, but they won't hear this till after the fact, so it's not really a spoiler. You know right. what I mean? Anything I say tonight won't really matter, because they'll have seen that and then heard this as it goes. So does that mean we could have like a spoiler-free or a spoilerific Rick and Morty discussion, and they'll have seen it by now? Yeah, in theory, they would have had a chance to see the new, the latest Rick and Morty, which is a Terminator spoof, and also a spoof of this, it's a random reference, and I, I'm really surprised that the Rick and Morty guys are fans of the show. There's a show about, like, all the Air Force investigations, the Majestic Five or whatever, of, like, all the UFO stuff, and I think it's on the History Channel, and it's about, like, the psychiatrist that the Air Force hired to go investigate all the early UFO stories. 
that's what the 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 little snake doctors in that little air force base or whatever in their pentagon that's what that looks like like the air force officer with the doctor and they go in and investigate like i was that blew my mind that that first of all that was a, a reference in there but what are we talking about We're talking about a rick and morty episode where morty gets bitten by a space snake then they find a planet inhabited by semi-intelligent snakes who are evolving but they're a little bit behind our evolution and then shit gets crazy with time travel and a bunch of Terminator references where the snakes are, like, out-terminating each other. Well, here's the funny thing is there's a ton of references to, like, multiple movies there because the very first scene is actually was, like, a, the movie Arrival that just came out a few years ago. Oh, that's Where, funny. like, where an alien comes or, you know, the, new, the Earth snake and then they go get a linguist to, like, figure out what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns into the Terminator and then... Uh, I almost thought they're going to go for a Back to the Future reference outside of Rick and Morty themselves. You but... didn't see the poster in the background? Well, I saw that, but yeah. I thought like when it went back to 1985, that was all going to be. But uh, my wife caught a Star Trek uh, reference because the Resistance is futile. Aliens was in there. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff crammed <laughs> in. They crammed in a bunch of shit, and you all got it through hisses and snakes. <laughs> So Merry Christmas, folks. We just talked about Rick and Morty for you. This is the last episode, actually, until the new year. Yeah. So we're taking a little mid-season break there, Adult Swim style. Um, well, what else is going on? I mean, I don't know if the last minute we got to cram in some true Christmas movies so they would know what we're watching on the actual holiday or during the holiday break. Um, uh, we should watch a bunch of Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, what's my lineup gonna be? I, I do wanna, I'm obviously, I do wanna watch Die Hard again. I'm gonna try to sneak that in this weekend, but I don't know. Yeah? Uh, like, Die Hard and Gremlins I would like to watch. Um, I haven't watched any of my trifecta, which is usually Christmas Story, Bad Santa, and, uh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Dude, that Bad Santa 2 sucks. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the, it was just a nece- it was unnecessary. Yeah, that's true. It was like nobody needed the sequel. Um, I didn't watch a bunch. We watched Christmas or Muppet Christmas Carol. I haven't seen that for years. That one holds uh, up. I don't really like the Muppet movies. Really? <laughs> yeah, not really. I like the old Muppet show. Um, I like the original Muppet movie. There was like the original Muppet. There was like a it's like a road trip, and they even run into Big Bird, and that's like a crossover because Big Bird had his own movie. Right. Um, the Big Bird dude is dead. I mean, that's kind of a yeah, shitty way to end it. Yeah, he just died. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, oh, Merry Christmas, Big Bird's Jonathan's dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, so I, I'll be watching some Die Hard. I'm going to go see Rise of Skywalker, like, undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to see it on opening night. Usually I'm just busy with crap, you know, on Fridays. Yeah. But would be cool to, like, go see it um, when, when the hype is still up there and... Ultimately, there's been some spoilers, and they seem to be supported by spoiler facts, which, I don't know, take take it with a grain of salt. But it seems like some stuff that's leaked is legit. But it's not everything. It's not the whole story until Wikipedia gets it the next day, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Mandalorian's dropping early. I don't yeah, know if you heard uh, that. Um, I think it's probably just because they want... Um... 
to send people off to see Star Wars in theaters. Yeah, yeah. They said Disney didn't want to compete with two Star Wars things. That'd be really funny if people were like, oh, nobody went to see Rise because they're at home watching Baby Yoda. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? That'd be hilarious. Um, so yeah, folks, if you are a Michael Bay fan, you got to complete the Michael Bay saga. you got to watch Pain and Gain. If you want to see what The Rock was doing in the mid-2000s, take a look at Pain and Gain. If you want to see Mark Wahlberg being less Mark Wahlbergy, do you watch Pain and Gain? And uh, yeah, it's definitely a stocking stuffer. But actually, of the ones that I yanked out, it's probably my tops. Like I actually enjoyed the movie. It was like right yeah, on. It is know? a good movie. Yeah. And uh, and that's a wrap. <laughs>